It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community. We're making the lead stories this month at ChicagoVersUnited.com. My name is Haima Black, recording again at the Music Garage, Chicago's professional music rehearsal space and the new home of the Dynasty Podcast Network. You can check them out on the web at MusicGarage.com. This week, in the studio with Mark Wetzel, Matt Witt, and Charlie Nadler of Blaine Fonda in support of their new record, Foolish Croon. Gentlemen, how's it going? Very well. Going good. good. How has 2011 been for Blaine Fonda? It's been nonstop, very busy. At the end of last year, we kind of started some pretty big things, and they immediately carried over into January. So I kind of hit the ground running on the beginning of 2011, and we've been working on full-length record ever since that. So it's about nine months of, of good hard work, and uh, we finally got our album out of that. The record is coming out early next year, but people are going to be able to hear it Later this week, um, kind of in conjunction with the record release show, is that correct? Do you want to fill people in on the details of that? It'll be, uh, uh, we're gonna, the record will be available, uh, the record titled Foolish Croon. It'll be uh, available at shows and on our website for, the re- for uh, 2011. And then it'll uh, be uh, released on iTunes and Amazon and all that jazz in 2012. Um, and the, the, the show to celebrate this momentous occasion of completing our record is this Friday, September 23rd at Subterranean. We have an awesome bill of bands. Um, Chicago's The Noise FM, Chicago's Carbon Tigers, and a, a touring group called Stepdad. Nice. So you guys are playing the show this week, and people are going to be able to hear the record kind of in conjunction with that. How long have some of these songs been around? And I know you said you've been kind of working on this for like the last nine months or so, but kind of do some of these songs date back further, or what's the story there? Yeah, some of these songs go back pretty far. Um, A couple of them were songs that we were considering for our first EP and decided to hold off on, uh, and then some of them are, are songs that we, we wrote kind of leading up to the recording process, so definitely varies. You know, I got a quote from you guys earlier in the year. I was running a feature at my website, chicagoverseunited.com. I was doing a feature back in January kind of about what all the bands in Chicago were going to be doing for the year, and uh, one of the quotes I got from you guys talking about the record is that it was going to be, quote, you were going to be creating a cohesive full-length piece of artwork rather than a collection of tunes. You know, and I've, I've listened to this record now, you know, giving it some spins, and it really does have have a cohesive feel it doesn't feel fragmented or disjointed so is that really something that you you did stick with and made a conscious effort on yeah this if anybody out there has ever undertaken something this big it's kind of like well the 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 album has 14 songs on it and uh we thought it was going to be a huge project and it turned out to be twice as big which is how that goes sometimes but um we we just really felt we didn't want to cut any corners and through that we even went a little bit further to to make those songs glue together uh, a little bit better. We did segues. Uh, we have three segues to help really make the uh, album feel like it's stitched together and definitely thought about the whole composition from beginning to end. You know, I've talked to other local bands. Um, the Felix Culpa comes to mind. I don't know if you know those guys, but the last record they made, very much a cohesive, full-length LP in, the, in you know every sense of the word. And that, like you said, it had segues, you know, and it all flowed together. And I feel like that's so lost in kind of this band camp age that we're living in. You know, and I know you guys have band camp. I love band camp. I put the podcast on band camp. But do you feel like that be kind of, when you were doing it, were you kind of like, I wonder if anyone's even going to appreciate this because we live in an age where people only hear the one song or they only check what's on a blog, things like that. We actually designed the record so it would cater to kind of both 
to kind of both camps of people that are in like the band camp, let's listen to a song, short attention span, you know, people that don't dig deep, and then also people who really do appreciate a full-length piece of art. So we front-loaded the album a little bit with some like heavy hitters and maybe some things that are a little more formulaic, and as you get deeper into the album, you know, and that kind of captures the attention span of folks who are in that first camp, right? And then when you come and dig deeper into the record, we take some more risks and our songwriting and yeah i think the aesthetics keep getting deeper we, we definitely had a real in-depth conversation before like in pre-production for this record and you know we were kind of examining different trends and of course people are, are doing eps because it's quick it's attention grabbing you know kids can sit down and listen to the 30 minutes and then go and play some nintendo and do whatever but we definitely wanted to do something for ourselves on this one and and I think that's when the best stuff can come out is like when you're actually writing what you want to do. And it's like kind of hard because it, a lot of other successful bands, um, not that we're successful, but <laughs> a lot of successful bands. <laughs> a lot of bands I think are successful because they, they stick to like, let's do this formula. This is what's popular right now. This is what's working for other people. And maybe maybe that's uh, not so smart in our, our way to, to go the full length, but it's something we really just needed to do for ourselves. You know, listening to this record, too, I noticed that based on what I knew of Blaine Fonda prior to this album dropping, it's not strictly like, you know, a dance rock record. It's, it's not just that kind of energy. There's a lot more range and kind of styles being incorporated. So did you feel like since you have a full length, you have kind of a larger body of work, that it was going to allow you guys to bring in other styles and, like you said, kind of satisfy your own creative urges? Yeah, I think um, with our first EP, it was kind of, we were we were in the mode and the frame of mind to just, to just get everything out and kind of like Dave was saying all heavy hitters on this one we spent a lot of time writing and arranging and cutting the fad and and whirling things down and and thinking of it as one piece of work and I think that made us a little more relaxed in a way rather than thinking about single after single thinking about um you know we can play with this song we can do what we want with it um and take it kind of that way. I know you guys did Kickstarter for this record as well. You launched a campaign earlier in the spring to fund the making of this record. How was that kind of experience for you? Was that your first time using Kickstarter and, and you know how did you guys like it? Yeah I think I think when we when we started this uh, Kickstarter fundraiser it was it was almost at the genesis of the actual website. It hadn't been around for that long. But it's I mean it's I'm I'm a web design nerd so I, I love the interface of it and it was just like really really fun to to put together on that site. And it was it was just really encouraging to to have people be like, yeah, we'll give you money. We want to hear what you guys have, you know. And we're still, I think we may have we may have oversold a little bit on on some of that. We we want to show our fans that we appreciate, you know. And because of that, we have a pile of work that we're doing right now to to pay our patrons back, like cover songs and artwork and that sort of thing. Yeah, I did see that there was you know cover songs being listed. I, I thought my favorite incentive that you guys listed was that one of you was going to write a breakup note for whoever did that pledge and i was like man that's the one i would have gone with like that's the prize you know the covers are cool but i would have gone with the breakup note like what would that have said if if you had written that i think it would have had no regard for their personal situation it would have just been over the top but i guess timing's everything maybe if this was a couple months later or earlier someone would have been ready to to break up the relationship and it would have been perfect but you know maybe next time I totally would have loved to have seen that. That should be like framed somewhere like Blaine Fonda's breakup note. 
you guys did Kickstarter. Do you think you would use that in the future? You know, for you know whether it's a tour, another album, or maybe something else entirely. I think, especially in this in this age where people are relying less and less on record labels, and people are able to to reach out to websites like Kickstarter. I've seen by example that some bigger names uh, have just taken the the big man out of it, and they're doing it themselves too. So I think you know the more buzz you get, the more people that you can get to care about you, you know, we'll obviously need to give it some time until we can ask people for money again. <laughs> but I, I think we would definitely reach out to them again. It seems like the playing field is, is leveled, really, because you do have bands that are much larger using Kickstarter, and I think every band kind of on every level almost needs some level of help now. It's not that you don't have superstars in the same kind of higher plane that they maybe used to exist in. I'm not saying that Dave Grohl is starving to death, but like it's just got to be interesting to be in a band and know that everybody's kind of on this same platform and, and vying for the same audience, it seems like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there's He's a question there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yes. um, you guys are playing Subterranean this Friday, September 23rd. It is the record release event and in conjunction with that people are going to be able to hear the record what are the best places for people to you know get tickets be able to listen to your music and find out everything they need to know about blaine fonda and the new record uh, foolish croon uh blainefonda.com definitely pushing blainefonda.com there's uh some kickstarter uh kickstarter inspired cover videos on there all the details about the show after uh friday's show we'll have our record available up there on the website but of course you should everybody should just really just come out to the show and just pick it up there from our sweaty hands and uh yeah blainefonda.com that's definitely the place to be to to check out all of our uh all of, all, of our, all of Charlie's and Mark's Woody blog posts up there and the videos we've been working on, as well as all the details about Friday's show. And starting three weeks ago, we were leaking one song to the internet, just our favorites so far. So we've been doing that, and so there, I think there will be four songs. We're doing another one this week, and, and then that will be four up there for the show. And those are also up there on Facebook, and that's where people can kind of give us their opinions on what songs they like the best and you know which ones we'll think about pushing um, as singles come 2012 and that sort of thing. So definitely encourage fans to interact on BlaineFounder.com and, and our Facebook page. Well, guys, I'm really excited for you that the record is completed, that you're kind of bringing it to people in you know in phases and that you've got the record release show, but really that you guys have been able to take a platform like Kickstarter, operate independently, and, and really have a successful outcome from it. I know that you exceeded your Kickstarter goals, and I know that there's excitement about the record, so I really hope that that continues and carries on for you guys and that you're able to really go far with this. So, best of luck. Thanks, Thanks for so sharing much. in the excitement. This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series. Thanks to Blaine Fonda for being on the show this week. Check out the band's new album, Foolish Croon, available now. Dynasty Podcast records at the Music Garage in Chicago. Check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with Victorian Halls, Gemini Club, Midnight Conspiracy, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at the ministryofthedynasty.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Jaima Black, Dynasty Descent.